0: lot of glugging today (laughs) the universe has many horrors yet to throw at us this is not the end of our struggle this is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium
1: there is only war there is only dice and pipes
0: To the Dyson Pipes Podcast, Warhammer Edition. Might sound a little somber, but I think it's only because we're trying not to fuck up our words and stumble into a roll to drink situation. I'm your host, Chris. With me, our host Brian. Brian. Hi, how are you? everybody. Hi. So I think it's gonna be pretty apparent that at the beginning of this episode we might sound a little slower in speaking because we're starting out a little drunk. Or at least I am. I don't know about you. I'm not a little drunk. I'm a little sad. You're sad? No, come on. We've had now two sad episodes. We
1: can't start out two episodes being sad. Uh, maybe not s sa- I'm, I'm a little scared. You're scared? A little scared. Why are you scared? I don't know how to frame this exactly. This is this breaking news? Uh, well, Why don't you go through the social media stuff while I... While I uh, you're gonna muster up the, the courage yeah, to get yeah, it out. Yeah. We are on social media. Thank you for
0: pointing that out. You could find us on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit at Dyson Pipes. We have a lot of good content out there. We'll be getting more out as the the shows continue. Um Should we talk about what we're drinking and smoking before you bring up like sad news? Yeah, sure. So as a as a carryover, our first um <clears throat> uh the episode last week rather uh we almost finished about half a bottle, right? Well, maybe a, a little more than a quarter of the bottle. A third of the bottle, we'll say. Yeah. We know you and your measurements, so I'll, I'll take care <laughs> of this. Um, <laughs> so we're about a third of the bottle in. We're still drinking the uh, Centauri Whiskey Toki. Ah, now, Toki. I don't know if Toki is like their... Uh, like, Centauri Whiskey is like the make. Like, you would have a Hyundai. Right. And I should use a Japanese. What Japanese cars are there?
1: Suzuki. Sure. Hai. Hi. Uh, and then Toki would be like a sidekick, Suzuki sidekick. There was a Sega Genesis game called Toki, and it was like a gorilla that threw bananas. No way. Yeah. There was also Doki Doki Panic on Do- Nintendo. Doki. Yeah. Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic. That it- became what we knew as
0: Super Mario Two. No way, really? It was with like Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. Doki Doki Panic. Yep. Okay, well, that's good to know. No idea.
1: So we're still diving into the Japanese whiskey. I peed myself last night.
0: Hold on, let me take a drink really quick before we... Actually, I don't even want to drink. I'm I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Wait, what was last (laughs) night? Last night was
1: Wednesday evening. While I was sleeping. I think I'm getting so old. I'm (laughs) I'm losing control of my faculties. (laughs) <laughs> I woke up stop it I woke up stop it
0: no you didn't so <laughs> so oh my god well thank you for playing into the oh yeah we're two middle aged <laughs> men going on this adventure with you guys no you're really selling the point so you were sleeping last night hold on was this like were you drinking yesterday no, no not even drinking not even drinking you just went to sleep Normally. You
1: went to sleep normal. <laughs>
0: and I might, have,
1: I might have drank too much uh, water or uh, other liquids, perhaps. I had a big glass of uh, strawberry milk. You <laughs> <laughs>
0: so <laughs> you had strawberry milk yes. before you went to sleep. Yes. And then in the middle of the night, uh-huh. you felt the urge to pee. You had to get up and go to the bathroom. No, I woke up. I already started. <laughs>
1: so you're sleeping. Uh-huh. And I peed myself. Yeah. But see here's the thing. The only, the only saving grace that I have is that it wasn't s- it wasn't a lot. Oh, okay. That that makes it better. <laughs> Good. It didn't uh it didn't uh, get on the bed or anything like that. It just uh there's a little wet spot
0: in like your PJs.
1: Uh yeah. So you fall asleep last
0: night, you have your meggings on. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, my sleep my sleep maggings. And you were having a dream about waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> and as you wake up, you're in the beginning stages yep. of peeing. Mm-hmm.
1: So now it's now saturated the front. No, I wouldn't say saturated. It was enough to be alarming. Where, like I had to stop wow. myself. You know how, like, when you stop yourself from peeing, it burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I woke up to, and it was like at four in the morning. Now I can't fall back asleep because I just burned my 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 urethra. So, do you think you weren't able to fall back asleep
0: because you you burned the urethra, or you realized, holy shit, I'm both. a, a middle aged guy, I just yeah. fucking pissed in my pants.
1: Yeah, both. Yeah, pretty upset. Did you tell the wifey? No,
0: she's gonna know now. <laughs> Son of a bitch.
1: Um. So what time was this? Like four in the morning, maybe three, three, three thirty, four o'clock. Have you have you been to sleep since? No,
0: you've been up since three thirty in the morning.
1: Yeah, living, just the
0: weight of it on your shoulders that you pissed yourself while you were sleeping. Yeah, because technically, yeah, you you pissed yourself. Right. Even if it was the smallest little yeah. dribble that came out.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Are you a are you a back sleeper, or you sleep on your stomach? Um.
1: Or it depends. You you kinda toss and turn as the night goes on. <clears throat> to fall asleep I do the uh my upper half how does this work? My upper half is on its side and my lower half is down. It's like I'm twisted. Uh yes. Like yes. a top. Like okay. a corkscrew. I got you. You're like a dreidel. Yeah. And I know I'm a, a, a restless sleeper because uh every morning I'm cocooned in the blankets and when uh Tiffany is shivering in the bed next to me. <laughs> coiled up in the blankets you're like spaghetti on a fork yes exactly okay
0: uh now when this takes place and you wake up when you spring to, dude your garbage man has some fucking hustle that guy jumped off of the truck almost got hit by a car <laughs> you don't play he's not fucking around he ran across the street almost got hit by a car just to grab your garbage can a oh, good thing he didn't go then he would have been crushed by that u-haul truck and wow. Nailed it. Dude, that guy is good. Never dropped it. Never dropped the nope. can. That is impressive. Let's get back to the real story, though. Yes. So, when you wake up, you find yourself in what position? Uh, Besides the wet one. On my side. So, you're on your side. You're like, yeah. Ugh! yeah. It's wet, pinch, burn, and then you run to the bathroom. Yep.
1: Instant anger. <laughs> Just furious. <laughs> wow. Well, that's very big to share. Oh, I mean.
0: Wow. So you peed yourself last night? Just a little bit. And you've been, no, well, you just peed yourself. <laughs> I don't think there really isn't like a <laughs> standard by which we measure. To Close determine. only counts in
1: horseshoes and, and hand grenades. grenades.
0: Yeah. Yes. And you're a garbage man. <laughs>
1: for almost getting killed. <laughs> So little, little dribble. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned. I'm scared. You should see a doctor. Like, is that normal? Well, the problem is, how now many times w- have you peed yourself? Never. Okay. And you're older than me. This and is I on, am. this is only downhill from here. No, that that's bad. Is it? The, is it because of the
0: huge glass of strawberry milk? You think? I, I'm, I'm gonna concede the point that it was because of the strawberry milk that you had. And now, unfortunately for you, what's gonna happen? You're gonna have to go see a doctor. And the first thing that the doctor is gonna want to do. Let's put his finger in your butt. It's going to be the first thing he's going to want to do. He's going to see if you have a prostate problem.
1: Why, if I'm peeing myself, do we have to go in through the butt? Because it might be, you might have an enlarged prostate. Nah, it's fine. I'm let this one ride. I think you should just chalk it up to
0: chocolate milk, because who wants another man's finger in your butt? Right. Yeah. Like, if anybody's checking that, it would be me, and I'm never checking that.
1: Right. So, get a mirror. Yeah, I'll die of prostate cancer before I'll have anyone check <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck that wow um, well that's interesting very scared interesting. I was just sitting on my couch in the darkness just staring at the wall and you haven't been angry. to sleep since no. so angry haven't been to sleep well okay. because then like 6 o'clock the kids wake up
0: Oh yeah, so how so. so it's going to take you at least like an hour or so to get over the guilt, right? Of just pissing yourself. Yeah. So now that puts you, you figure you wake up at 4 o'clock. Now you're at like five five thirty. Yeah, now the kids are getting up. Did you have to make them breakfast? Yep. So you were just in the kitchen, just hanging your head in shame. Your kids probably, Daddy, what's wrong?
1: Shut up. Yep. <laughs> get <laughs> ready. Very, very angry dad this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and no drinking
0: and, and and that I think is the most amazing thing because for the amount of drinking that we do you would think that something like that would occur like after like I've a, a never binge. I've never pissed myself drinking
1: nah. and I've been I've uh, as we know a couple of weeks ago I was I was car surfing yeah losing parts of your glasses and my shoes yeah. and shoes I have to I have to bring my shoes to a person to repair them <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't hear about this yeah, your shoe broke. Well, because Sam was dragging me across the parking lot. Apparently, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> it just burnt a fucking hole in the sole of your. Boot. <laughs> just drilled down the toes. That's of, awesome. Of the, of the shoes, and they're expensive, so they're no, not my. They're not. Fixed. They're not my seven thousand dollars shoes. No no, 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 no. They're made out of like human skin, and they don't fit. <laughs> and I don't have the heart to tell the person who bought them for me.
0: Y- you got to get like, like cut up some socks and stuff them in the. Wait, they're too big or too small? Too small. Ah, oh, forget it. You're fuck. Cut your sh- cut your toes off.
1: No, they're too narrow. Oh, uh, yeah, you're, you're beat. Yeah, they're Tom Ford's. I, I think they're I think they're four thousand uh, dollars, not seven. That's insane. Yep, and for a guy who buys his suits at Walmart, <laughs> the day of functions. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so,
0: so this event happens. You try to cry yourself to sleep, but that doesn't happen. So you just sit up on your couch. Yep. Wait for your kids to wake up. Make them breakfast, scream at them to get out of the house. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yep.
0: And then the wife leaves. She goes to work.
1: She was already gone. She leaves really early. Uh. She works in the city, and she's got to catch like a six o'clock train. Oh, that's crazy. She she wasn't in the bed when this happened.
0: Which is why she doesn't know yet.
1: Yeah. Well, nothing, nothing got on the bed, just my pants. Well, she wouldn't know. Even if it did, you can always just like wash everything. Right. It'd be fine. Okay. She would be suspicious why all of a sudden I washed all the Yeah, yeah, that, that would raise an alarm, right? And like <laughs> I'm so fucking deranged that if it was if it did get on the bed, fuck it, it's my side. I'll just put a towel on it. <laughs> just soak it up. So she doesn't get suspicious. <laughs> You'd be fine. That's fine. Why did you wash the bed sheets? Ah, oh, you know, honey.
0: <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Middle aged men. What are you gonna do? So angry yeah that that would that'd be a little frustrating
1: nothing like waking up in white hot rage, and then that transforming into fear that I'm dying you're dying,
0: yeah, I think it's safe to say you're not dying. we're gonna chalk it up what what, what kind of chocolate milk or strawberry milk did you have?
1: I'm sorry, what kind strawberry. of strawberry milk?
0: No, I know, but like, who makes it? Obviously, it wasn't YooHoo because it wasn't. Ilk. No, I made it. I understand that, but like, was it like Nesquik? No, it was a uh, Price Chopper brand strawberry syrup. Maybe
1: that's what it was. I'm just trying to help Maybe. you find an out here. Maybe there is no out. I mean, I I, I drank probably a pint. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hefty glass. Oh, that, that. I was watching the Office reruns, and okay, I, I wanted to. I, I had a sweet tooth, but I'm trying not to eat sweets. So I made myself a glass of strawberry milk
0: you know maybe this is just your body's way of being upset with you for the changes that you're trying to to put yourself through maybe you know no sweets you, you're on a fueling diet no cigarettes yeah your body was probably like what the fuck is going on here yeah. you know what fuck this guy i'm gonna make him pee <laughs> while he's sleeping
1: yeah yeah you is know it- i've never even had a wet dream I've never, Hmm. nothing has has ever happened to me. I barely dream. Uh, Because I'm, I think because I'm dead inside. So there's nothing that happens. I go into a a, a state of suspended animation. Uh. (laughs) I don't actually fall asleep. (laughs) I just, I pause for eight hours. So you hit pause. Yeah. Uh, I very rarely dream. Really, I only dream when I'm sleeping at work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So a, a brief interruption last night. Right. Okay. Can we can we do your toast, please? I don't want to do this anymore. Let's move on to the toast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, real quick, uh, w- w- what are you smoking? We talked about the uh, <sighs> Toki. Toki. Smoking. Uh, you sound so sad now. Uh, well. Come on, we're going to liven it up. Uh, I- I'll tell people what you're smoking. So you yeah, have Molto Dolce? Yes. It's delicious. It smells great. So, I have to say, like you're smoking that. I stepped outside to pee. I pee in a toilet uh, <laughs> <laughs> I came back in, and it smells incredible in here, uh okay. in keeping with the whole Japanese theme, I decided to uh to break out the uh the Japanese English uh that my son picked up when he was over in Japan. You're all Japan all the time, all Japan all the time. We should actually do this episode in an anime style <laughs> hi huh. <laughs> And I'm at the little Rossi author.
1: Mm.
0: On today's episode, I have a very special toast. I, have a, I want to toast something that I've actually never experienced before, but I actually got the inspiration from my wife and a couple of things that I've seen online, and I think this is um, th- this is something that we need to address. Oh, right. Because if this went in the other direction, we would be perverts mm-hmm. and and like demonized, I believe. Okay. So, on today's episode, I would like you to raise your glass. Yes. And we are going to toast women's Tupperware parties. Tupperware parties? You would think Tupperware is something that women would enjoy to have a party for. Not to assume that all women enjoy being in the uh, in the kitchen, but even even myself I enjoy some good Tupperware I'll cook mm-hmm. and when I have leftovers, I look for things to put them in. I, I want to put them in some Tupperware. But now take all the Tupperware out of your cabinets and replace that with fuckware. What is fuckaware parties? Thank you. Yeah. You're asking. Yeah, I'm sure you are. So apparently, fuck er or fuck a fuck I fuck-a. think it's. I'm assuming it's f u c k a w a r e fuckware. Okay. So not tupperware. It might be fucker. I don't know. I'm from the city, so everything there are no Rs. That's so maybe true. it's f u c k e r w a r e. Okay, fuckerware.
1: When said fast, it doesn't really matter. Fuck, fuck aware. aware. Yeah. It's a fuck away. I'm with you. All right.
0: So these are parties that women have. And um they'll bring in somebody like uh what's that shit that the women do? Like Avon or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or, sure, you know, yeah. they, they bring somebody in and they'll sit all these women down and they throw like a big party. You'll have like all your friends come over and it's obviously all girls. Um well these days, who knows? But <clears throat> you'll have mostly women that'll sit down and you'll have some sort of host. And they'll bring in this outside person, and they come with a catalog, and they have samples of these items that you'll find in this fuckerware catalog. And it'll be things like like dildos, ah. vibrators, okay, edible underwear. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I have a problem with that. And maybe it's because I'm married, and I've been married for a while. But if I'm going to introduce something like that into my bedroom, yeah, I'd prefer to do it between myself and my wife. I don't want her with all of her friends knowing what she's buying and then bringing into the bedroom. Does that make sense?
1: I refuse to go into a sex shop. So, yeah, I'm with you. Get out of here. I'm very, very... Um, I mean, I, 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 apparently I like to pee on people, but other than that, mostly myself, but other than that, nothing, you know, I'm not a nice hot Carl from time to time. <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really fuck with any of that stuff. Very plain Jane. I,
0: wow, I don't think I've been in, like, a sex shop in, like, over 15 years. Since I've been with my wife, I don't think I've been in one. Even as, like, a gag, like, you know, a buddy's getting married. Dude, with everything online, like, there's no reason to go into a place right, like that anymore. Right, that's true. You know? Unless you're a complete degenerate and you're going into, like, these booths. But even right. with that, like, guy, you have a fucking smartphone.
1: Right. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jerk off to the images I can find on my smartphone and then have a drone deploy vibrators to my house (laughs) yeah drone strike of vibrators (laughs) I just I don't understand
0: now just imagine put yourself in their shoes if let's say can you imagine I called you and a bunch of guys from work and I'm like dude listen next month third Friday you have to block it off you're coming to my house I got this dude coming over and he's gonna try to fucking sell us all these cool sex toys uh, what would you think of me? Uh,
1: I would not be a, I, I would No, you'd with,
0: probably be busy that day, wouldn't you? I would be busy that day and probably every other day that yeah. I should you to hang out. Yeah. yeah. As would every guy that I invited you would get, to this point. You would party. get that guy's treatment.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah. I just don't understand the draw to that. Like, women
1: will be all about that. They'll have, like, all their friends. They'll be giddy. They'll oh, great. You think they do that online? Like, like Facebook Live became a big platform for people to sell their bullshit jewelry and stuff. Right. You think that's a, a, a better avenue, maybe,
0: to do a fuckerware party? No, because I think part of the draw is sitting down, like, hosting people in your house. Oh, getting your hands on it? Yeah. Because right. you, you, you want to see. Now, granted, I don't think, like, they start, like, some big female diking orgy, you know, where they're right. all getting naked and... You know, using yeah, yeah, toys yeah. on each other. I I know that's not what's going on, but I do believe that like the the person that you bring in to host the party, whoever the the professional is in all of this, like they come with samples, they come with things that they're going to show you, and then they try to sell it. Right. And you, as the the host, the one who put this whole little thing together, like you get a cut
1: because that's how tupper parties tupper me. Yes. So on Dice and Pipes, when you flub a line, you got to roll to see if you drink. Nah. In the 40k version of this show, we're rolling four dice, uh, four D6s. One of them is a Wrath dice. Yes. The difficulty number to beat is three. <laughs>
0: so not only did I hit three, but my Wrath dice God isn't exalted. Damn it. So it's a point of glory for you. Right, which I can use to make you drink, which I will use right now. Right now. This second. Because (sighs) I'm already... My is not bad enough. No, well, at least you're not drinking pee. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) So, I'll continue. Um, So, the the host gets a cut. <laughs> of the proceeds that dude. are brought in
1: by this party, um, how do you not sniff everything that you that they bring, dude? Well, I would have all, I would have to smell everything if but, I was at
0: this party. Hold on, you're you're not buying directly from this person. You're going to place an order and then it gets right, shipped. But
1: there's samples, right? I, I would have to smell it, yeah, just to know whether or not it was. I'm the kid that would crack open the textbook and then smell it. Oh 100%. I'm a, I'm, yeah, I'm a, a very uh uh sensory yeah. person. So I would I would grip this rubbery uh fel, fel, in my hand. I would have to smell the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just and, and the thing is like cuz I, I wanted to see I'm doing it so it had to be very um it had to be very like discreet, so oh wow, you know look at that. I'm currently holding a, a small pipe in my hand, oh wow wow, it is wow <laughs> <laughs> just a quick little just sneak a sniff, just a quick whiff just i i my mind already knows it's just gonna smell like latex or rubber or whatever the the material is made out of but right. what if what if it smells like bleach that would be uh, that would cause concern that would let you know that the the previous party. Was I guess as they
0: say off the chains? Yeah,
1: the only smell I would find a rational excuse for would be like rubbing alcohol, because I could see like after each party because everyone's been holding these things and just because you don't want to spread like people having common colds, rubbing it down with um like a like hand sanitizer. Okay, if I smelled that, that wouldn't really cause alarm. I would notate that, but uh, other than that. I would have to smell everything that that I grip in my tiny little paws. Well, that's fair. I have a hard time with the concept of
0: this, dude. And it goes back to: Can you imagine guys getting together? Like we host a party, and let's say, all right, in my previous example, obviously you get shunned by all of your friends. But yeah. let's say now you have a group of friends that's into it. Like this is a, a social norm for guys to throw these kind of parties. What would that be like? You know, like a fucking, it would be, you, you know what it reminds me of? Like in the city where you have like some fucking, um, some guy from some third world country and he just opens up his, his, his trench coat and he's got like like <laughs> watches, illegal wares <laughs> under his coat. Yeah, I see it like he shows up and he's got like all these like underground
1: pornos that he's trying to. Well, st- <sighs> so uh, my wife's friend was selling off all of his tools from when he had his contracting business. It was kind of the same thing. It was more of a garage sale. Okay, than, now he asks you to come over and buy a couple of cock rings. Well, what I'm saying, what, what, what I'm saying is, I don't know if I would be comfortable going to another guy's house in this environment for anything. Comic books, board games, video games, movies, uh, uh, power tools, uh, car shit. I, I don't know.
0: But you would go to somebody's house if they were having like a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Okay. So now if it's you your your favorite team is in the World Series, you, you want to go to somebody's house and watch that, or like the the cotton bowl or the rose bowl. So like with sports, you would as a guy, you would go to another guy's house and watch that. So now let's say uh let's say I decide that I want to have a couple of guys over and play some zombie side. Okay. Okay. You'd come over, right? Yeah. Okay. So now let's say I want to have a couple of guys come over and buy some fucking cock rings.
1: Yeah, no. No. No, it doesn't fly. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's but, like a I, stigma tied to that. I don't know if you could be selling anything that I would be cool with. That's my point. Is I'm not. I, I'm against it in theory, not even in practice. Like I don't care that what you're selling as sex toys. I don't like Tupperware parties. I don't like fuckware parties. I wouldn't like electronics parties. What if this was guns? Fuck. Yeah. See, so
0: there is okay, something. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was like a, a guns and ammo show, guns aware party yeah fuck you I'm in yeah I'm in Fuck, you know now you bring in some like certified like some FFL and now you can buy guns from this guy as long as you have a license like I'm fucking down with that I'm going yeah yeah I think I am too but now at the end he's like guys now for the big finale let me show you anal beads anal beads who's in Ah! (laughs) (laughs) if you buy this sig sour I'm throwing in the penguin what the fuck tickler
1: Ew. yeah it's fucking gross i would have to smell it <laughs> <laughs> oh this is the penguin ass tickler <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, i gotta go <laughs> smells like dried blood and bleach oh come on nasty like pennies like very <laughs> clean pennies. Like fucking pennies very clean pennies like cum trees
0: Yes. Oh, there we go. Like
1: cum trees and vomit trees. Oh, I
0: can't wait to get to that on another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stick with us. And uh, whew. yeah, we'll be back after this session. All right. So fuck fuckerboard parties. Enjoy.
1: Warning. The following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised.
0: So I pass, and included in the pass, I rolled a uh, Exalted on my wrath. Oh, critical hit. Critical hit. Now, does that also get pushed to glory? Or not on combat?
1: Yeah, you get glory. Give me a 66 first. 32. Okay, uh, you don't have to roll damage. So the chain sword fires to life. That's what you used, right? The yes. Chainsword. As you shove the sword into the mutant, uh, the the sword actually blows through the chest piece of the of the mutant, breaking through the sternum and actually tears its lungs open. He suffers a mortal wound. He only had one wound left, so he's done. Uh, and he falls to the ground, gurgling. From a sucking chest wound. You are out of combat. Well, wow. Dan looks at Genevieve and smiles. Uh, do you want to Search the room. Do you want to search the the mutant? Do you want to? Well, actually, I want to clear the other room first. The other room that was to the uh to the right. Okay. Because again, it's kind of like uh, right. I
0: picture it being open, so you can
1: kind of so work I your can way picture like you two. kind of backed up toward that opening. Yeah. Okay. So this room is just a a bloody pit with six severed heads inside of it.
0: Okay. All right, so I'll, I'll quickly search both of the rooms and then I want to focus on the, the mutant that I just carved his chest open.
1: Uh, give me... Uh, sixty-six.
0: Forty-five.
1: Uh, searching the, the room. The room with the heads in it uh, is nothing notable. Uh, in the other room where the mutant originated from, Uh, You find a medkit and magnoculars.
0: Add a character. Magnoculars? Binoculars. Okay. Sounds good. Like, you hold them. Yes. They're not like eyewear that goes on your face permanently. Well, not permanently, but it's not like, like night
1: vision. Right, like splinter Cell. Yes, 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 yes. Not like that.
0: Okay. All right. So I'll take the, uh, the med kit and the binoculars. I put them on my person.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> while you were doing that, uh, Genevieve searched the mutant, and she hands you a pair of dog tags belonging to Hestus. No.
0: Poor Hestus. I'll have to report back to Jertz. Oh, wait. Son of a bitch! All right, well, I'll take the dog tags. I put them in my pocket. Okay, I can return that to his family. I'll be a good guy.
1: All right, good. For once,
0: about time. Uh, what are we doing with Rat? Uh, yeah, I try to snap him too. How? How would you wake him up? You think? Gently, I'd slap him across his face.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, is it gone?
0: Yes, it's gone. I'm sorry. So I, I help him up. Red's scared. Yeah, I could tell, buddy. I, so I grab him by the the shirt and pick him up, or help him obviously stand. All right, are we gonna go back to the main? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we come out, and then so now I guess we're gonna go to the right, right, and that'll put us back down yep. the uh,
1: the main path. So another main intersection. The light shining in the area clearly reveals pools of semi-congealed blood covering the floor. Uh, give me an awareness test. Difficulty two. I pass. If you were to look straight down the hallway, at the other end, you could see a pinkish hue kind of glowing and flickering. Pinkish hue? Like a light? Yeah, kind of glowing softly, kind of flickering.
0: Okay. Now, we're, we're at like a crossroads. This T's again, so beyond the T. If you were to go straight, right. Okay.
1: And you can also go left or right.
0: I'm going to go to the left.
1: All right, so it's not a door. It's an opening. Uh, for, for, uh, if you were to look to the right prior to going in this room, uh, it was a cave-in on the right. So you can only go straight or you could go left. You decide to go left. Uh, it opens up into a very large room. As you're walking, you can see tufts of hair, almost like they, people were scalped, and maybe like an ear laying on the ground give me an awareness test. Difficulty two. I fail. All right. Let's go into this uh, opening. Yeah, we're going to step in. It just looks like its own room, right? Like, so the only way into
0: this room is the hole.
1: Right. And then this splits off into another room, uh, almost like an amoeba. So you come in, here's the large room that you're entering, and then it splinters off into another room to your upper right. Okay. And inside this room are four mutants. Sure. Rat screams and alerts them to your presence and passes out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Genevieve, borderline, looks irritated, almost showing an emotion. Fucking asshole. So these four mutants are considered a mob. Uh nobody gets a surprise attack. And you're up. How far away are they? Say about 15 meters. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm going to uh again, you know, he has his bolt gun out, so he's gonna fire his uh his bolt gun into the into this mob of mutants. What am I looking for?
1: Alright, so you're looking for a base of three? And then for every two over. Five, seven, nine. Okay. I hit <coughs> excuse me, I hit all of them. You hit all of them? Yeah. Alright, so we right. have to one, two,
0: three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, with no carryover.
1: Okay. Uh so three five, seven, nine. Okay, so roll uh, damage.
0: For each one? No. Just it, damage
1: total. Right. Alright, so this is going to be
0: ten plus uh, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Again, with a thirteen.
1: Okay, uh, all but one of them go down. Wow. The last remaining one, uh, I picture they... Rat screams, they kind of jump up and turn around, Rat passes out, you just unload, three of them go down, the fourth one is significantly injured, uh, and starts charging towards you, and Genevieve takes him down before he gets to you. Thank God. With a well-placed shot to the throat. What's lighting these
0: rooms up? There's these, like, green lamps. Okay, so they, there. I see, Okay. So we just basically turned this room into pink mist. Right. All right. Um are they clothed? Like do they look like
1: Imperial Guardsmen? Miners. These ones look like miners. So these look like miners. I uh. want
0: to take, I'm sorry. I want to take um if I can, unless you're gonna interrupt this. I look for some kind of like a shirt. I wanna create a gag and I'm gonna gag rat before I wake his ass up. Okay. Alright. So I basically take some article of clothing I bunch it into a ball I shove it in his mouth and then I I'm going to tie it to his face and then I tie his wrist behind his back okay now before I wake him up I'm going to leave him in that position uh before before Bannon decides to wake him up uh I just motion to Genevieve to check the other room
1: uh she says it looks like it just kind of goes off into there's nothing noteworthy okay So no mutants or anything. Right. If you were to search uh, the miners here, you're not going to find anything consequential except one of them has the word malice tattooed on each of its six fingers on his left hand.
0: So this is the guy that killed Inigo Montoya's father. (laughs) Yes. We found him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So upon searching him, Ben realizes he has not only six fingers on the one hand, but on each what? Like... People M-A-L-I-C-E. do on the, on the knuckles? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So that means either he instantly turned and then went deeper into the mine to get a tattoo, or this guy has been around for a while. I bring that point up to Genevieve. It looks like it's like an ink tattoo. Yes. Not carved into his hand. Uh, yes. Okay. It looks old.
1: Uh, it's hard to tell. If it's not old, it wasn't done very well. One of those deals. Okay. Is it faded because of age, or is it faded because the tattoo artists use shit ink?
0: Right. All right. Well, I just make a mental note of
1: that. Okay. Uh, so there's really nothing else of interest. Um, we can go back to the main corridor.
0: Yeah, we're going to do that. And then so directly coming out of this room, directly in front of me was the cave-in. Right. So we'll we'll head left. Okay. Uh, and I guess we 're heading towards that like pink
1: before you get there. there is one more hallway on the right that extends down uh about twenty meters and ends with two doors on either side on the left and right of that hallway,
0: so that was on the right there's nothing on the left, so if I How to describe all right, so I come out of the room that we just fought these mutants. I make the left, okay. So now I can see this pink glowing light right. down the way. There is nothing on the left. It's just a regular Correct. wall. Okay. And that looks like it leads
1: where that pink light is. It's just a room? It, it's a room off to the right.
0: It's a room off to the
1: right. Yeah, so like it it ends, but then it kind of bends a little bit to the right.
0: But then before that, also on the right, there's a hallway with two doors down there. Correct. All right, well, before... I decide to go down the hole with the doors. I want to go into the room with the light.
1: Okay. So you're going to go all the way to this room? Yeah,
0: I want to see what the source of this light is.
1: Okay. A pink glow suffuses the place, shining forth from a great lavender stone that rises from a crack in the floor and extends nearly all the way to the ceiling. At your approach, approach, the light flickers, Pulsing as if in anger. Do me a favor. Fuck. Give me a defense test. Difficulty two.
0: I rolled two exalted icons.
1: <sighs> wow. And I hit... The max glory that you can have is five? Five or... Twice as for as many players as you have, whichever is higher. So right. five. Okay, I'm at five. Boy, am I glad you passed that test. What happened?
0: You'll find out later. Find out later. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I do. I have a feeling I know where that was going.
1: The the crystal thing, this stone that's hanging starts shuddering in colors violently and almost as if burping. The gas erupts out of the stone. The gas is swirling around you. It doesn't really smell like anything. It doesn't really bother your senses, but you can see the gas is starting to collect on the ground. And from the void comes a plague bearer. It looks like a manifestation of chaos itself. It's almost dripping with slime. It's got uh, an elongated jaw almost like a viper, with one horn coming off the top of its head and one eye in the center of its face. It's got this almost ooze-like sword that's dripping, and it's surrounded by carrion flies buzzing all around it. It's got four fingers, kind of long and clawed, and it's drooling this this brackish, greenish phlegm out of its mouth. And it goes first. It's going to target you. Good. Give me a fear test. Difficulty one. That goes against your uh, resolve. I pass. Okay. What's your uh, toughness? Uh, four. And he does not hit Oh god. You're up.
0: Um, this thing is like right in my face. Uh yeah, like five meters. Alright, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna find my bulk gun. Okay. Uh what do I need? Seven. Wow. That's where the seven was. I knew this was coming. Alright, so I have uh I crit
1: and I could push one. Give me a sixty-six. Sixty-three. Okay. Roll damage. Twelve. Okay. Give me an extra one D. Three. One six I dice. Right, right. Two, four, six. Four. Okay, so he suffers five mortal wounds from the crit. A truly grievous strike. The attack is a terrifying display of martial prowess. A geyser of gore erupts from the target's wound. Chunks of its body are strewn across the
0: battlefield. That's awesome. I almost picture, like, I send the fucking round down and it catches him, like, right underneath his eye and just fucking shreds it so he could still see, but, like, his eye is hanging by its optic nerve, just
1: dangling and staring at me. After the grievous attack, the plague bearer kind of rights itself and stands up straight. Its eye finds its way back into its socket. The bullets that hit it start falling to the ground and the wounds start closing. Fuck me. <laughs> the, uh, thank God Rat is passed out.
0: <laughs> that,
1: that, that's great. All right, so he swings his sword at you in retaliation and gets uh, One, two, three, four. five successes. Yeah, my toughness is a uh, four. All right. So now three, uh, two of these were exalted, so we're going to shift those two into damage. So I uh, shift one. You son of a bitch. mean the rules. So his uh, damage output is 11 plus one extra damage. Can I just pause you again? Yes. You rolled a five? Uh, I rolled a five, three. Well, I got five successes. Three of the successes were exalted, so that would be... Two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight successes altogether. Okay. All right. So
0: then. Right. Then you could push two because my toughness is a four. When you said five successes.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: You know, not, so when you added up the icons, you have eight total icons, two of which are sixes. Right. So you could push two.
1: Okay. Right. All right. So his damage is uh, 11 plus one extra damage wow. dice. So, three extra damage dice. So he has 12. 12 damage? Yes.
0: Alright, so I have a resilience of eight. four. And then what do you do? You roll your soak dice. And then any successes are soaked
1: and transferred to shock.
0: And successes are just icons in general. So, the total amount of icons is the amount that you succeed that gets right. translated to yep. shock.
1: So, if it's a six, it counts as two. Two two icons. And
0: once you try to soak, don't you automatically take one? Right. So, you spend one shock to soak? Right. And then add whatever you soak in addition. So, I'm sorry, he did how much damage? Did you say 13? 12. 12. Okay, so I can actually, I have four dice, so I could soak the four potentially. So, let's see. All right, I soak one. So, I lose two shock. Yep. And you would lose three wounds. Correct. So I'm down to five shock. And I took three wounds, correct? Yes. So I'm at three.
1: You're up. Give me an awareness test. Difficulty one. I pass. You notice that the stone is still pulsating. How far is the stone from me? It's hovering just behind the, the the plague bearer, and floating, short uh, you know, slightly off the ground. Right, right, okay. I check on Genevieve. Genevieve is okay. No, she's not
0: happy, <laughs> but what? she's okay. She's upright. She's okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to shoot that stone. Okay. See what happens.
1: Ugh.
0: Number? Four. Alright, so I have four and I can shift. Okay. Roll damage.
1: Yeah. Ten. Or eleven, I'm sorry. Eleven? Yeah. Alright. The the stone cracks and starts shuddering again. And it belches forth another cloud. Oh, that was a fucking horrible move. I'm gonna. Am I
0: engaged? Uh, yeah. Okay, alright, so I'm leveling. Give me another awareness test.
1: Difficulty one. Uh, I pass. The cloud that's now coming forth is moving slower. Okay. Almost as if the stone is struggling. Genevieve looks at you. What should I do? Shoot the stone. Genevieve hits the stone and it cracks. It shutters forth a third cloud. God damn it. Plague Bearer is up.
0: The speed on that third cloud, is it slower than the second cloud?
1: Uh, there's so much smoke in here now, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, What's your Your toughness is 4 And your defense is My defense is a 2
0: And my toughness is a 4 Alright, he misses
1: Oh god Give me one more awareness test Difficulty 2 Genevieve displays a grenade with a shrug.
0: I like that move. Um. Now, Bannon is going to assume that she's going to toss it at the stone. The blast radius of a grenade, do I find myself? I would say to be safe. I should move. Yeah. All right, so I guess I'm going to have to spend an action to disengage. Yeah, you can move up to half your speed. Right. So I'm going to move three meters away. I'll disengage. So it takes me out of combat with, well, not out of combat, but I'm not engaged with the Plague Bearer. And I'm going to retreat back to where we had come. Not like I'm going far. Like I said, I'm only going three meters. But I'm going to head back in that direction.
1: Okay. And that
0: you can't perform a simple action?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, no, disregard. Disregard. Okay. She throws the grenade. It finds its mark. Thank God. And it destroys the stone with a big explosion. And the plague bearers, all three of them, start to fade from reality. And the tunnel goes quiet.
0: Oh, God. God, thank God, thank God for somebody who could throw a grenade. Bannon looks at Genevieve and says, "Great thinking." That was close. Yeah, yes, it was. I am. um, I'm going to take a minute to use this med kit. Okay.
1: Glad you asked. Thank you. Uh, It's packed with an assortment of contraceptives. contraceptives, contraceptives, Well, you never know what's going to happen in this cave. (laughs) Cataplasm patches and costiers. Med kits contain just enough medical accoutrements to mean the difference between life and death on the battlefield. A med kit is required to treat battlefield injuries and can be used to perform basic medical procedures in the field. So you only lost three wounds. I am down three wounds and two shock. All right, so let's roll a six. A uh, d3, really, but we'll just roll a six. We'll see how many wounds you heal. Three. You got a three? No, I got a six. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so your wounds are healed and so is your shock. Okay, holy shit. All right. You do have one more area to check. Yeah,
0: we still have to go down that hole, right, with the double doors? Yeah. Where, um... When the stone shattered, the pieces I would think just kind of like got dispersed throughout this yeah. portion of the cave. Yeah. Are they individually glowing, or the glow no. is gone? The glow is gone, and this is just a uh, this is just an open room, right? Right. Okay. All right, I'm gonna leave Rat tied up and okay. passed out. I'm not even gonna bother with him. You can come back and get him later. Uh, we'll backtrack and head back to. Uh, to the hall that were at the end, you said it had the doors on the left and the right.
1: Okay. Uh, Which door do you want to try first? We'll start with the left door. Okay. So uh, as you open the door, the large rockcrete room reeks of chemicals, likely from the green fluid that spilled from a ruptured tank. There are nine tanks in all, and the fluid covers the floor in the far end of the room. As you look, something dark and giggling emerges from behind one of the tanks. It is vaguely man shaped, but its arms are impossibly long and end in jagged claws. Tufts of matted fur emerge at weird places all over its body, particularly around its lamprey mouth. It peers at you with human like arms and then flings itself at you, laughing with bloodlust. Give me. This is it.
0: the worst fucking mine I've ever been in.
1: Give me an intelligence check. Intelligence. With a plus one dice.
0: Intellect? We'll do intellect? Yeah. One, two, and then plus one die.
1: Two icons. Genevieve grabs you. That's Prometheum. It's highly explosive. We can't use our guns. If we miss, this whole mine is going to go up.
0: All right, so I sling back the bolt gun and I draw the
1: uh, chainsword. She holds out a grenade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit!
1: What would you like to do? You said this creature is lunging at me. Yes. We'll say he's within range of your chainsword. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna swing at him son of a bitch. He has wings? Or he just... No, no, no. Very long arms and like a misshapen jaw. And tufts of hair.
0: Excellent. Well, since he's kind of like in the air jumping at me, I'm going to like uppercut this chainsaw. What am I looking for? Four. Four exactly.
1: Oof. Five is the resilience. Seven damage. Seven damage total. And he soaks all of it. Oh. Good mutant. So he's going to swing back at you with a claw. Five icons. Uh, one, two, three, one, Six icons. One of them is exalted.
0: I'm trying to see... Let me see one thing really quick. So it's five icons and one exalted? Or four icons and one
1: exalted? Five. uh, One, two, three, four, five. Five icons altogether. One of them is exalted.
0: Okay. And what do you go against? You go against my toughness? Yeah. All right, so then you don't push any, but it does hit. I have a... See, that's what I'm trying to figure out, because the uh, the chainsword has parry. I'm just trying to double check. I think it says that it adds one to my defense.
1: Well, that would probably be. Res-
0: well, that's what I'm trying to see: is it my resilience or is it my my overall defense or toughness? Rather, that, that's what I'm trying to say.
1: It seems to be it would be toughness that it makes more sense. Harder to hit.
0: Why the fuck is it? oh parry? Not plus one bonus to defense. But then I think your toughness is based off of your defense. So okay. it would make that a five. Okay. So that means you hit? Like, yes. So if you Straight get the up. number, you hit. Okay. Yeah. Perfect.
1: <clears throat> and he does 10 damage. At every hit, he gains a point of ruin. Son of a bitch. Right, I'm going to try to soak.
0: So I soak that. You said he does ten, right? So I take three. You take three? Three shock, yeah. All right.
1: Genevieve hits him
0: for one wound. Right, I'm going to go ahead and swing the chainsword at him again. Four. Okay, I hit him. Uh, Five damage. His resilience is five? Yes.
1: No damage. Ugh. He is going to attempt to throw you to the ground. So this is a strength test versus your strength. Okay. You don't have to roll. What's your strength? Two. 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 So he rolls four. He's got to get two or better. Oh fuck, long. And he
0: fails. Thank God.
1: Genevieve misses. You're up.
0: I picture when we went down this hallway and cracked <laughs> that door open, he recognized us. So now we're kind of fighting like right at that door? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to spend my action to disengage and move back down the hole. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to move like about 10 feet down the hole. Okay. I'm going to
1: try to draw him into the hole. I will remind you uh, that you also have salvos and you have ruin or right. uh, glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no I understand.
0: I'm just because, but glory. Um, oh,
1: damn. That's right.
0: Glory. I can add damage. No, I will check that. I'm not going to do that. I forgot about that. So this mutant is still laughing.
1: Sure. No. <laughs>
0: Bannon is starting to get very frustrated with the laughter, so he's gonna take this chainsword and just try to fucking jab it right at his throat.
1: Are you gonna? Are you doing a cold shot? I'm going to do a cold shot. So we'll say that um, that's a small target. So I'm gonna add four to the difficulty. And I need what, fours to hit him? Uh yeah. So it's gonna be an eight. But I'll give you two plus two extra damage dice if you land it. And forget what I said about Salvo, I forgot you're not using a gun.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: Are you looking for called shot rules?
0: Yeah, I just want to see the extra damage dice. Page two twenty one. Alright, so if I so it's plus four to the DN plus two dice if I hit? Yes. Okay. So I need an eight. Yes. that's like almost... That's crazy. Let's see. Oh, God.
1: Now, remember, it's brutal, so you add one to the number of each dice. No, that's only on the extra damage dice. Oh.
0: Yeah. Can I put the red dot on the sword? No. I am going to spend some of this glory... Five icons. Oh, I have six icons. I'm down two. I'm spend two more. Oh, thank God. All right, I hit him. I'm down to one. So I spent four glory just to get the dice to hit this fucking guy. All right. And now, so that's going to give me two extra damage dice in addition to the one that I already have. So I'm rolling three extra damage dice. So that is three. So I did eight. And you know I'm going to spend my last glory and add another point. So I do
1: nine. Nine damage? Nine damage. He soaks one. So you had nine damage. His resilience is five. Right. So he takes three damage. Plus the two that he's gotten already. He is shaking. We're getting there. So I imagine he's just giggling away as he's trying to throw you to the ground. (laughs) He grabs you to try and throw you. And as he picks you up, you just take your chain sword and just drive it right into his throat. Yes. Uh, He reels back, grasping at his wound. And he tries to claw you again. And there's one icon. He rolls a complication. Oh, thank
0: God. Hope while he's laughing, he aspirates on his blood. (laughs) (laughs) He chokes to death.
1: 34. All right, so uh, he's going to lose a turn while grasping at his throat. All right, cool. So that'll be next, the next turn. So you will have two actions. Genevieve is going to attack him and she's going to hit. You get two turns. All right. On my first turn, I'm going to do
0: an all out attack. Okay. That's going to give me plus two dice on my melee and sacrifice two defense. Two defense. Okay. And what I need fours, right? Yes. And I could push one. So I hit him, and I could push one to extra damage. (laughs) Just five damage. Which is his resilience.
1: Yes, but you get to attack again because he loses this turn.
0: Oh, okay. So then I'm just going to do
1: just a straight attack.
0: All right. So I hit, and I get a glory because I rolled a six. That's a critical hit. Yes, sir. Roll a sixty-six. Come on, motherfucker. Eleven. Fucking snake eyes.
1: Alright, give me a d6. One. You got a one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Roll damage. Seven. I'm going to spend my point of ruin Fuck. to try and soak all of this. All right, so you rolled an 11 on the critical hit table. That is a headshot. Ooh, back to back, right to the fucking trope. Uh, A well-aimed shot tears ragged chunks of bone and brain from the opponent's skull. The foe reels from such a violent strike, covered in gore and unable to focus. Uh, And this kills the mutant abomination. He goes down in a stream of gore. I
0: stand over him, and I continue to fucking hack the shit out of him with the chainsaw.
1: <laughs> I just keep pounding away until either Genevieve stops me Genevieve or— Genevieve eventually grabs your shoulder, and uh, you have to learn control.
0: I spit on him. I say, who's laughing now, bitch?
1: <laughs> you are out of combat, and the minds are now clear. There's that one more door I didn't open. There's no door on it. It's just an opening. Um, Inside that room are the remains of this abomination's meals. If you had gone in that room first, you would have had to pass it for your test. But you didn't. No, I couldn't. There's nothing else to find in here. Uh, I assume we make our way back out? Uh, yes, yes. So we'll head back to that. All right.
0: Let me endure.
1: All right. So you, you make your way out of the shatters and you make your way out of the caves uh, without much issue. Uh, after waiting a little while, the doors, the seal is finally opened and uh, you and Genevieve emerge victorious. Uh, the commissar and the sergeant are there and the commissar heartily shakes both you and Genevieve's hands. Uh, they can't help but notice that you are two people short from when you went in. And the commissar says to you, uh, he's very pleased with how this turned out. And you can rest assured that word of your victory will reach the appropriate ears." and ask if there's anything that he can do for you. Uh, Bannon will pull the dog tags out of his
0: pocket. And he hands them over to the commissar. And he'll look at him and, and tell him, you know, make sure these men's deaths were not in vain. Honor them as heroes. Their bravery should be recognized by the Emperor for the Emperor.
1: And he uh, reverently takes the, uh, the dog tags and uh, hands them to Sergeant Raynard. And Genevieve steps forward and says, there's still the matter of those papers that you recovered. We'll be taking those now. And he, uh, he obliges. He brings you back to his hab block and pulls out this small strong box that's locked with a key and just asks not to open it until you're with the Inquisitor. That's fair.
0: And I look, is the sergeant here too? Yes. So I look at him and I say, next time an Inquisitor sends people on his behalf, try not to question the decisions of the Inquisitor.
1: He kind of smirks a little bit and says, "You agreed. And next time you go on a mission, try to come back with everybody that went in.
0: I'm sorry, but whose mess did we just go in there and clean up?
1: He nods, smiles, pats you on the shoulder. And he walks out with one of his uh, constituents. And as they're leaving, you do overhear him say, I kind of like that guy. <laughs> good, good thing that he said that, because I was going to make a harsh recommendation to the
0: commissar. <laughs> harsh. <laughs> but I won't. Uh, so he hands over the uh, the documents. Because part of this was derived from like in, uh, like a revolt from the local people. So, Bannon will look at the Commissar and tell him, make an example of those, you know, who went against the Emperor. And let it be known that from this day forward, any revolt by the locals will be met with such force
1: as to squash it (laughs) accordingly. All right, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, First off, give yourself uh, five build points. start spending these do me a favor you have to roll a corruption test against your conviction do
0: you hear that humming yeah i think it's the headphones no it's it's weird it's when i touch the screen watch this i touch nothing the second i start dragging it hums
1: that's weird that's crazy
0: okay uh so what do i have to do i'm sorry I have to roll my uh, conviction for a corruption test. So is this like a regular test? Like I roll it with a rat die?
1: Uh, no. So this is just a
0: straight... I have three conviction. And what
1: am I looking for? Uh, one. Exposure to things marked by chaos. So my DN is a one. Yes. Okay.
0: Wow. I'm going to spend my last glory.
1: I fell. okay you now have one point of corruption one and I guess we're gonna get into the uh storm raven and finally get around to dealing with this our best situation yes but right. first I must use the bathroom Alright, we're back.
0: Another exhilarating episode. Um, rat survives. He does. Probably not the way I wanted that to go. <laughs> Got a little annoyed. I I I, I was hopeful, and again, <clears throat> I, I think I underestimated the um. I think I underestimated the gore and Chaos that was going on in this mind that would affect this guy's brain to the point that would not allow me or Genevieve to like keep this guy like under control, so that that was a big mistake
1: yeah um, so he uh he freaks out uh every time an encounter is about to happen um, alerting your enemies to mm-hmm. your position thereby eliminating any hope of having a uh yeah, no surprise. Zero element of surprise right. with this
0: guy, which then obviously prompted us to to tie him up. Six fingered mutants, yes, which are very cool. I, I love the uh, I love the idea in this world. Um, the whole concept of of mutations and how with everybody it's just so random. You never know what to expect. Like when you're going to come across right. a uh, an enemy, you know. It's just it's not like. Uh, and, and not to, like, discredit or, or, like, put down D&D, but to me, like, to me, D&D, like, you, you kind of know what you're getting, you know? Like, if you're dealing with orcs, you're, you're getting orcs. If you're dealing with goblins, you're getting goblins. But, like, when you're dealing with mutants, I think it leaves a lot more to the creative side on for, like, a GM to really explain, like, the different mutations that, that, that people have. It just paints, like, a cooler picture in this like, yeah. dark, kind of grim, fucked-up setting. Um. So yeah, six-fingered mutants, and the whole concept, dude, the, the idea of these plague bearers with that fucking stone, I think was very cool. Like, yeah, trying so, to figure out the puzzle
1: behind that is neat. Let's, uh, let's get into that. So you find at the end of the hallway this kind of shuddering, glowing pink hue uh, that you decide to investigate, and when you get to this room, this chamber, there's a, a large, seemingly glass-looking stone floating in the air. And it starts throbbing this light, and it belches forth this mist that you have to make a roll on. Um, You pass the roll, uh, which is good, and we'll get into that in a moment. But uh, this cloud forms, and it starts bringing forth this plague bearer, these daemons uh, that start attacking you. And... The fight goes on for a couple rounds, and you realize that your attacks are ineffective. Right. Um, And then you decide to shoot at the the stone itself, and I did my best to kind of give you a hint that it was damaged, but every time you fuck with that stone, another Plague Bearer is going to come, and these Plague Bearers... Could probably wipe you one of them could wipe you in probably two rounds right if the rolls were right now there's two of them forming, and uh you you end up tossing a grenade at it and blow up the whole thing, thereby avoiding any conflict with these plague bearers to begin with. they just kind of dissipate uh, so what what are you thinking at this point right because Bannon's obviously never seen anything like this. <clears throat>
0: Well, I think for him now, he's starting to realize that things are, are now living, like, outside of the box, like, outside of the norm, you know? Um, he's encountered shit that, that's maybe made him, like, scratch his head, like, the whole slug belly. You know, here you have this, this, this being with this mutation, this arm, like, hanging out of his fucking belly. You know, it's kind of odd, but he goes along with it it's something that he's putting rounds into he sees that it's it's slowing him down and eventually kills him but now you have these enemies that are they're just i don't even know the word to describe it but they they're not like themselves like they're controlled by the stone and it's almost like this puzzle that he has to figure out which which is cool and luckily for his well-being like he realizes that the key here is to destroy the stone or face imminent death um I think, and it, during the session, I don't think we covered this, but uh, me personally, I think like he, he starts to see that he might be in over his head. He's starting to to really digest that there are greater powers that, that are working here that he's never dealt with before, and now he might have to adjust his game. He's been kind of like this cocky, like, fuck it, I'll just kill everybody and get away with it and just move on and deal with whatever comes my way. As as it comes, but now when you
1: have shit like this, there is just this this new purpose that he has to find. Right, um, and it's funny because last week we were talking about how most of your peril has come from the environment, not the enemies. Right, and once again, by luck, because these things could have fucking wrecked you. Yeah, um, but this was probably the first time where uh, an enemy encounter came that close. Because if he landed one hit, that probably would have been it. You, you—if he landed a full, a full attack, you would have absorbed all of your shock, right? Soaking that attack, and then that would have been it, right? Yeah. So then, next attack—I mean, I'm pretty much done. So it's, which
0: I think is great because now it like puts you in this situation where like you really have to fucking—you got to think on your toes and try to figure out what, um, like how to resolve this conflict in a situation like this and under two turns. Otherwise, you're you're potentially dead. You know? Right and, and I like that, you know I like where it's like, look, you're forced into this problem, you have a finite amount of time to solve it, or you, you're going to have some fucking horrible repercussions. And, and this was one of those situations where, I mean, fortunate for us, it, it worked to our advantage, and
1: we were able to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, then you come across this king mutant, this big motherfucker, and of course, he's in a room that's filled with uh, an explosive material. Uh, mechanically speaking, had you used your guns on mm-hmm. him, every missed attack uh, would have been a D6 roll and on an odd number, there would have been an explosion killing you right on an even number, you would have missed the <laughs> tanks. Uh, you obviously didn't know that going into the fight other than you rolled uh, an awareness test and saw that there was this explosive shit in there right and you had the wherewithal to pull out that beautiful chain sword. And have one of the most visceral fights I forget how many turns it was now I think it was only like four or five turns maybe and three of those turns were jamming this <laughs> chain sword into the throat <laughs> and the voice box of this mutant uh, until you decapitated it which I think is cool because again you know it, it
0: completely kind of flips the the script and and changes how you approach a situation I'm a big fan of and I think in both the, uh, the D&D campaign and in this campaign, uh, just me personally, the way that I like to role play is from a distance, like shoot and then cover, shoot and cover. And this is just like in your face,
1: you know. Yeah, he grabbed you. Yeah, so, and there's no getting away from that. Yeah. Uh, you you dispatch the the mutant. You, you effectively clear the mine, and you head back up to the surface to the commissar where we end with you... Uh, Basically forcing him to give you these, these writings that are in a lockbox, and he just asks you in vain, because you can do whatever you want, but he asks you not to open those um, until you meet with the Inquisitor himself, and just for good measure, we end the session with you doing a corruption test, mm. which you fail, and you take one point of corruption. Uh, What are we doing with those infernal writings, you think? Are we going to read those? Uh, surprisingly enough, I think I will, uh, I'll honor his request. Is that because I made you roll a corruption test and that's now a, a mechanic that's in this game?
0: It, no, 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 no. I mean, obviously me, me personally, I knew that corruption was obviously a, a thing that existed here. I, I think it, looking at the totality of the circumstances, like the shit that we just faced... Yeah, I think that's something that I'm going to leave for the Inquisitor. Okay. You know, um, beyond my
1: pay grade. So, uh, as as it would be, uh, from landing at this, this military encampment to up until getting these uh, writings from the Commissar, this entire last three or four episodes have been uh, a module, mm. actually, from the Dark Heresy campaign uh, called Shattered Hope. It was designed to be an introductory mission. I had to do some finagling to make things fit because it's a different game system. Uh, But I think next week uh, we're going to talk about how we felt that module went. It's the first time I've ever run a module. Uh, I ran Castle Ravenloft back in the day, but I really only used it as a setting. I kind of ran my own campaign in the Ravenloft book. This is the first time I went beat for beat through a module. Uh, It was a little trickier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I think next week we'll we'll talk about we'll review the module. We'll see how you liked it, how yeah. I liked it. Uh, we'll talk about some of the behind the scenes mechanics of this module, and then in lieu of gameplay, I think we're going to rank up Bannon. Ooh! So I think uh, throughout the show we'll uh, we'll go through the the rule book and we'll we'll make him a little stronger. All right, cool. Because uh, he's a little squishy right now. He is squishy and. I feel like if I take away your compatriot, it's not going to be good, and I want to get your compatriot away from you. So I think we need to start beefing you up a little bit. Sounds like a good plan. All right. Anything else? No, I think we covered everything. All right. To uh, to fuckerware parties. I hope I get invited to one one time. Mm. To uh, to plague bearers shoot the stone to uh
0: <laughs> well it depends okay <laughs> oh two dice and pipes